wings, listen up. Today's run is vitally important to our cause. Set your frequencies to Dice Time, a Star Wars Legion podcast and part of the Legion Academy Collective. Your lead wing captain today will be Ben Gedron, and your support ship leader will be Paul Watson. Let's show them what we're made of, Rebels. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dice Time. I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. And now, Paul, we finally got it. We finally got our hands on the wonderful, amazing, hard-to-get intel known as the Point Changes. Oh, I'm I'm stoked. All right. Let's crack this bad boy open. But first, a word from our sponsors. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but first, just wanted to let everybody know that we are going to be having some pretty cool events going on soon. So we've got a uh, little bit of tournament uh, etiquette and tournament like organizing uh, of a section that we're going to have after we do point changes today. Um, so we're going to have uh, four events that we'll, that we'll highlight for you real fast. And then, uh, and then later on in the episode, we'll actually talk about, you know, uh, what it's going to be like to, if you, if this is your first event or if, uh, if this is your first event in a while, or maybe this is your first time organizing an event, or you want to know what it takes to organize this kind of event in your local scene. That's what we'll talk about. So just wanted to highlight four quick little, uh, events for you going on for uh, store tournaments. We've got our good old boys at Atomic Comics. They have actually pushed their date back. So if you thought you were going to miss it this June, you're in luck. It is now going to be July 15th, and registration is open now. So, Atomic Comics, Muncie, Indiana, July 15th. That's going to include. That's going to be a $25 uh, buy-in, which is going to include pizza, chips, and a drink for lunch. You can't really beat that. Yeah, I will say that's one really good thing about that having that like lunch included. It's really nice. So it's a it's a really great time. We're going to be there, and of all of these events, I. Think it's the well. I guess it's not the first one, but uh, it's the first one in the states. I think, uh, as far as like this area of what we're hitting, um, Game Haven um, in my new hometown of Dayton, Ohio, is going to be doing their uh, first tournament on July 29th. So uh, registration isn't open to that one yet. I'm looking to get registration open June 29th so that there is one full month. Of registration that can go up to that event. Hope to see you there as well. Come check out my new home store. I don't mean to say that in a in a bad light on Atomic Com. I, I can have two home stores, right? You know, yeah. you know, have a home and a vacation home, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Not in this economy, but uh, then we've got some fan submissions for events that are going to be going on. Uh, Tista Minis, which I believe is in Canada, is doing their event on June 24th. So when this episode drops, it should be basically the end of this week. So, or like the end of the week that this episode comes out, it'll be June 24th. So make sure you, uh, I know Chris Zenga sent us that submission. So if you're, uh, if you're looking to go or you're like, oh, I want to know where this is, I would just hit him up on Facebook. He's a chill guy, happy to talk to you, happy to have some fun. And then the other event that I've got on your radar, if you're also in the Midwest or maybe look, maybe a little more north, up in the Michigan area, we've got the Michigan GT, which is going to be a two-day, 32-player world qualifier in Lansing. And that is going to be October 7th and 8th. 
So definitely check that out if you want to if you're in the Michigan area or don't mind traveling to the Michigan area in October, early October, and you want to get that world invite and you haven't gotten it anywhere else yet, go give that a shot. Yeah, I will say I have um played actually I think it was the first year that Legion was there at the Michigan GT. I played in it and it was a really good turnout. They had some really good prize support. The Michigan GT has um some really cool I think they do it every year. They have like nice glass mugs that they get like etched etched with like stuff for winners and I think I got that and a FDM uh like kit like house kit or whatever so oh, very cool. yeah they had some really cool stuff they had a lot of different prizes for different people a lot of people got those like mdf kits and yeah so i would definitely go check it out it's a nice little area it's like one of those that's um not super big not like adepticon not like gen con where it's like real large like gaming convention it's still got that kind of like small town feel to it but um big enough um at the michigan gt that you know, you're going to see a, a good turnout and a good variety of players there. So, yeah, definitely That's check awesome. it out. That's awesome. I'll have to swing by up there sometime. All right. Now we're ready to crack this open, Paul. You ready to go? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Uh, wait a minute. Paul, I didn't even ask how your day was. How, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. Okay. I've been getting back into some Star Wars stuff lately. Been good. watching watching the shows that I have am behind on or was <laughs> behind on. So that that was fun. Um, and that is translating a little bit into Legion and wanting to do some cool, you know, like projects because of some of that, you know, media I've been consuming. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and these point changes kind of go right into some of that. So, oh yeah, let's crack this right open. Oh wait, let me tell yeah, you about my go. day. So my day, I had a, I've had a pretty good time with, uh, you know, doing watching Star Wars Rebels and stuff because Ahsoka's mm. going to be coming out soon. So, uh, in the same vein of your media of what you're doing, uh, yeah, I'm doing that same thing with uh, we got Rebels because Ahsoka's going to be coming out soon, aka unofficially Rebels season five in live action. Can't wait. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Getting that little sneak peek of Zeb in in the Mandalorian. Oh, I mean, I, I would say spoilers, but that was like all over everywhere before <laughs> that episode even came out. Yeah, so <laughs> pretty fast. Yeah. So uh, if you if you didn't know that, yeah, he's got a little little cameo there. It was cool, I, and that just makes me excited, like you, for the live action stuff. Oh, so yes, very much. All right, let's crack open this points. Here we go. Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, I just got into. I've I've also recently gotten back into another game, which is uh, which which I just recently got back into the Pokemon trading card game. Oh wait, that's not this podcast. All right, let's crack these points open. Bah! <laughs> All right. Whew, there is a. There's a. Here, let me hand you half of this. There's a. Oh, I'm looking gosh. at a lot right now. Yeah, there is a lot. There's okay. a lot here. Uh, how do we want to? Where do we want to start here? Should we start? Mm. I mean, I think we should go by faction. Yeah, that's probably smart. (laughs) I think I I handed you the Clone Wars factions. Yeah. That's what that looks like. All right. So here, we'll go back and forth here. Uh, Let's go ahead and start with the Rebels, our favorite. Let's start there, Mm. and then we'll see some, and then we'll we'll start with the good guys. Yeah. So Rebels, I think, saw the most point changes. So yeah. yeah, they did. And none of it 
is in the upward direction. Actually, mm -hmm. most of these point changes are in the downward direction. That is true, yeah, out there. of all of them. I think there's only like a handful that are going yeah, I up. I would say there's four or five, maybe six, seven things that went up. <laughs> Somewhere between four and seven things. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. There we go. I was right. Six things, I think, that went up, and then all the rest of this is stuff that went down. Which yeah. Always fun to see. Always fun to see stuff get cheaper. So, yeah, it's it's gonna. We're definitely we'll get into it, I'm sure. But I think we're gonna see some things that maybe we haven't seen uh, a lot of yeah, on the table because of these back. changes. Yeah. So uh, let's run running right down through this list real fast. Uh, Lando is down ten points. Leia, my girl, down five points. Commander Luke down ten points. Mandalorian Resistance and Clan Ren both down four points. Uh, strangely, Tauntauns, down five points. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Cassian Andor's weapon is now completely free. That was yeah. that was a big that was a big one. Is just making yeah. Cassian's gun free to go. Yeah. Which I that's, mean you're uh... stapling it to him anyway, but that, that just means that's like ten points off Cassian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Mando jetpack rocket is down three points. The Mark II uh, blaster on the land speeder is down five points, and the Ion gun is down six points. Uh, Tristan and Ursa Wren are each down four points, as well as the Beskad duelist. And then mm -hmm. the SX twenty one shotgun is down two points. So not like a huge, not some huge swings all around. It looks like little bits here and there. Um, Lando, Commander Luke, and Cassian all getting the huge 10-point reduction is big. Yeah. Um, and then Mandos basically have, depending on how you run them, uh, your Mando resistance is going to be like 8 points cheaper, and Clan Ren is now like 12 points cheaper. Yeah, if you're if you're running Clan Ren, right, yeah, the 12 points. And honestly, if you're running the Mando resistance, I, I from what I've seen, right, like everyone's running them usually with the the best duelist oh, yeah. and and then you're also putting the jetpack rockets on there right yeah. so if you if you so add if you all that, that up that's the, that yeah that, that you're looking at what an 11 point yeah, 11 like point 11 savings point yeah which is really good for mandos and something i'm excited about because after watching all the mandos do crazy cool mando things in the series mandalorian mm -hmm. um i want to put some mandos on the table <laughs> <laughs> just for fun just to have some mandos flying around doing fun things Eee. so now they're a little bit cheaper exactly is it um, enough uh, i don't know i it, here's the thing like i feel like when you're playing against mandos at least when i've played against mandos and the opponent is just like saving everything they feel really good, and then being 11 points cheaper is going to feel even worse. But man, when they die, like I feel like when I play Mando sometimes and you just don't have those saves, it's like, well, I saved two out of my four, and now half my unit's gone, <laughs> and, and gone. they do pretty much nothing now. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel great that way, so it, it's, it's interesting. Mandos are too fickle. I, um, the... Although eleven points cheaper with the jetpack rockets, like 
that seems really good yeah, yeah. yeah considering what's around now like the amount of armor that's around um that could be really useful for sure um honestly the one what is that what is the sx21 down to now because it wasn't expensive before. It, it, I think it was the cheapest option for Rebels before. It was, because I loved it running now, it. Get ready, 13 points. Yeah, I thought it was like super cheap already, because I, I've run it multiple times just as, oh, I have a Rebel Trooper unit, and I kind of just want them like running up to grab objectives and things like that, or like getting up the field more, mm-hmm. and I want that extra body. Oh well, let me just pay thirteen points for this guy who also has a four dice dice pool, so it's going to yeah. keep that effective longer. And it's what two white, two red, impact one. It, like it's just got if you're just a little a bit rebel, of everything. If you're just running a rebel squad and you have five, like with an extra body and you have six points left over, just upgrade it. Yeah, like it, now, who has six points these days is sometimes the question, <laughs> in a, in a, especially in a rebel list where you're like, oh, but this is so cheap, I'll just take this, and oh, this is cheap, I'll add this. Uh, so yeah, but I want to point out a unit of rebels with the SX twenty one versus a fleet trooper unit with the scatter gun, and this is no other upgrades on either of them. Yeah, the rebel troopers are cheaper by ten points. Yeah. It's pretty good. And they can, I mean, they they do different things, right? Like, between those two units, but they're, like, if you want the short-range punch, like, if I want my unit that's getting out of my bus and unloading on something, that's still my fleet troopers, right? Like, yeah. they're going to be the ones that are going to do the work. surging, I think, but... Yeah, if you look but... At, but this rebel unit, okay, so they're rolling black dice... Yep. Now they're rolling. You can go range three. You, you could. You have the option to go to range three, and then yep. on top of that, you also have nimble, which you don't have on fleet troopers. Yep. yep. So. They're a little more. They can be a little more defensive. Um, again, I, I feel like fleet troopers to me fill the like uh, glass cannon roll. Like I'm going to come out and pump out some damage with them, whereas like the rebel trooper unit with that. Uh, SX-21 is more the, like, playing the objective game and adding some, like, versatility of, like, well, I could be defensive and hang back on this objective. I could get up close if I need to, because I have some, a good dice pool, like, even that I can get a little closer with. So, yeah. Uh, that's that's what I'm really intrigued about, because um, that gun just keeps getting cheaper and cheaper as we go, <laughs> and I already like it, so, so, I'm, so tell I'm me good with that. Point. You have 63 points to put in a unit into your list. Are you putting in a fleet trooper with a scatter gun? Or are you putting in a rebel trooper unit with the SX-21 with a rebel trooper specialist and recon intel for the same price? Mm. It's a tough one. If if that's the points that I have left, and and again, not thinking about what else is in the list... Oh, I'm taking the rebel trooper unit. They, I think, I think it offers more because you've got the the yep. specialist, which is just another body, which is another black dice for you. Yep. So this whole pool is five black, two red, two white with impact one, and they have nimble, and then the specialist gives them a free aim. Yep. So if both units did a move and a shot, 
I almost want to give it to the Rebel Troopers on this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And honestly, if I had a couple more points from that, I wouldn't take the recon intel and drop the like specialist down to just like a normal extra body, and I'd put frag grenades on them. Makes oh, yeah. that unit you can, you can really, really potent at close range. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very, very interesting. Very interesting stuff. I also really like um, the reduction in the land speeder guns because I already feel like land speeders are really good. I run that budget land speeder. I know I've talked <laughs> about it a few different times. And guess what? You just made it cheaper for me. Like, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> if you needed, if you needed a test to 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 find out if you were a meta chaser or not, this is it. After this points reduction, did your list get cheaper? If the answer is yes, good job. If your list got more expensive, shame on you. <laughs> no, I'm just well, kidding. and I, there are some honestly just, though from from Adepticon lists. There are some off the wall lists that just get kind of screwed by this that weren't necessarily abusing any of this stuff. Like if you had some really crazy jank and you had an Imperial officer, spoiler alert, that the Imperial officer went up. So yeah, I I will say though, like you're looking at you look at Adepticon and the lists that were there, and I I think uh, from what people were saying, uh, you know, don't quote me on it, but here we are. Uh, I I believe it was like over sixty percent of the oh, yeah. the field was running dark troopers. Oh yeah, and so it was just like dark. Well, dark troopers or and or Vader. Yeah, right. they of were the, running Empire. Empire. Yeah, very few of the Empire lists were not running either Dark Troopers or Vader. It was, you're just running into like the same things over and over again. Yep. Which is, I mean, where we see the points increases, right, are some of those things, which we will get into. So I think, I I think actually this is the week, uh, as of when this episode releases, this is the week where those points are going to be in effect. Yeah. So anyone that had store events like June 17th, which Muncie almost was, um, but any store that had weekend events before this episode dropped, or like the same weekend this episode drops, the point changes would not have been in effect. You would still be going on old points. So, uh, th- as far as like officially, technically goes, um, and then anything that's going to be out as far as after any event that's going to be basically after this episode airs is going to be on new points. So there was a small window of time where if you had your event quick enough in the season, because the official season started like at start of May, uh, if you started, if you had your event soon enough, you could have gotten by with the old points. I don't know why you would want to, because I think these are going to be way more fun events now that the points have changed. But they did offer that two that two weeks just so nobody was like, hey, we're releasing these points on Thursday, and then you have an event on Saturday. Have fun reconfiguring your whole list. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Let's go ahead yeah. and take a look into the Galactic Army of the Republic. Mm, another one that I enjoy. Another one. Our, yeah. Um... So we have uh, the full ARC Trooper unit is reduced by six points. Mm-hmm. We got Rex down by five points. Woo. We got a Lat down by five points. We got Padme down by five points. We have the Saber down by ten points. We have the NASP Gunner 
down by 10 points. We have all three of the uh, infantry support platform weapons down by 15 points. Whopper. Yeah, and then we have the the beam turret for the saber tank down 15 points as well. Those are some huge price drops, again, on things that we are not seeing, right? But, man, Republic there getting, what, five, six things dropping by 10 or more points? Yeah, and that's, and that's and, it. Yeah. There's like no, there's no, there's no downside. It's just everything's cheap. A lot of stuff got cheaper. I definitely think this is going to mean uh, the second coming of ARC Troopers. Like, them going yeah. down six points is huge. Especially with yeah, the 501st. It's, it's yeah, that's true. With the 501st, yeah, that makes them a little more enticing because you need to have those full ARC units, right? So yep. um, that, that extra six points is going to be a saving if you're, savings if you're running that, that unit and there. And if you're running multiple ARCs, then you're getting then that then that just doubles every time. You're running two full arcs, you're saving twelve points. You're running three full arcs, you're running saving eighteen points. I also feel like something like I mean, this is helping out the mechanized gar list as well, right? Like we just had Cody come out and now the saber tank is ten points cheaper. Oh yeah. Seem, seems good. The lat five points cheaper. Bringing in some options. Seems good. Uh, I love that Padme went down by five points, just just for fun. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like she kind of needed it with the way that they changed um, the standby sharing. Yeah, the token share. Like, well, so she just sharing, not. Yeah, the standby sharing specifically. Yeah, it just. I mean, that was one of the things for Anakin and Padme, right? They were the only two left that could do the standby sharing within. And now they can't. Gar, and now, and now they can't. Can. But I think yeah. Yeah, because of that change, like. All right, bring her down in price now, because otherwise she's, she, not, she's not even going to see play. Yeah, she's good, but I like it. It's almost like do you do you just take R two and three PO like instead? I, I know that she can share a little bit, but like clones can already share. Like, do you really need the like to spend the extra points? for that when you can get the secret mission and stuff off of R2. You know, you kind of get like the same kind of unit for cheaper. Yeah. I know they're not exactly the same, but... I mean, if you're asking me, Paul, I run both of them, so... Yeah, I... <laughs> yes. I waste the points on, on buying both of them, and I play double secret mission. Yeah, and and that's, but, that's yeah. a viable strategy, too. I've played it before. It's fun. Because, <laughs> like, you could just score tons of points on secret missions. It's a good time. Rex coming down by five, I did not expect. Yeah, that's one that I, I thought was very interesting. Because I feel like he, I mean, he's good. I feel like he's always been good. Yep. I don't know if there was ever an issue with <laughs> with Rex. But, you know, uh, maybe, maybe it was just more of, like, Gar in general being an issue. Um like trying to save them some points somewhere and so like now we have you know Rex and Padme and some of their heavy hitting like weapons coming down and some of their special forces maybe it was just right trying to to give them a little bit of a boost cuz they I mean they have been hit hard in the past they but. have the too much sometimes in fact in fact we'll get yeah. to we'll talk about the double the the grand double nerfing of Gar 
yeah in just in just a minute uh not speaking of that paul why don't we do you want to rotate into the uh stay in the clone wars rotate to the dark side and go to cis oh yeah yeah yeah, let's do it um so not too many changes over here but But um yeah some some big ones for sure the full bx unit down four points um we have dooku down 10 points a big 10 points for dooku um destroyer droids down five points grievous down five points the super tac droid down five points um we have the bx shields down eight points and and one general grievous's gun is now free yeah which is steal that one from you yeah, no, I, I'm glad that you did, because I uh, forgot what my notes were when it said GG gun. Because yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, it was just good. It's a good gun. It, well, good game you, gun. It's, it's, it's like, um, it, it's like Cassian's, right? Like, I feel like when I was running Grievous, I was just putting his gun on him always. Oh, yeah. Because it just gave him versatility, right? Because he could do all of his moving and then just get a shot at the end if you just wanted to run around with him. Um, and now with it being free, like that, yeah, that's really strong. I mean, you're essentially reducing Grievous's point cost by what, 13? By yeah. having that. So, Which is, I mean, it's super good. I, <laughs> super I tell, good for Grievous. I tell Grievous players, I'm like, okay, so you just saved eight points on your Annihilator. Now here's what I'd like you to spend those eight points on. Up close and personal. Oh yeah, I mean it—it's gonna just make him even more survivable for sure, well, giving him those extra points. And it works so well on him because he's got relentless. So you're not into your opponent's line yet, and you have that relentless free pistol shot. Might as well get a dodge on it, you know? Unless you're saving yep. now. And I talked to somebody about this, and he was like, "Oh, I typically save Grievous for last." And I'm like, "Well, then maybe don't take it." <laughs> Because it won't help you. But if you want to go early with Grievous and do like some last first, like some big last first turn, and then you want to go first, but then you want to have those dodges and be survivable, yeah, I would say up close and personal. And my favorite reason to put it on him is if you get that one pip card set up just right, he can just oh, yeah. have, you can start the turn with that and then stack him up with like, four or five dodges if you set that car if you if you set that turn up right oh yeah i mean like you said right if you last first with him with that and then just shoot five units <laughs> it it can be very very gross and, then, and uh, i i don't i don't feel like it's super hard to set up a pretty decent one pip no. with grievous and then put uh vigilance on him yeah oh yeah. So you, you could do and then just yeah. keep the dodges <laughs> well the dodge but you can just keep the dodge uh, on your from your last turn. Yeah, but, I. Anyway, I'm the, the rebel player in me. That is that. That's how I play Grievous. That's how I play all things. Is I'm just like, give me dodge tokens, and it's like, no, that's not how this faction works. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm a rebel player, so give me dodge tokens. Honestly, Grievous is one of the, is one of those characters that I feel like I don't see a ton anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I still see a few, but. Yeah, I mean, I see him. It's not like he doesn't get played, but he was always to me. He's one that I like lean towards when I'm looking at CIS. I just like the extra health he carries around with him. Oh yeah, and he's not super expensive um, to have a saber user in your and list. Can, and he can wipe a unit in one hit. 
Oh yeah, he. I mean, and his one pip can be devastating, especially mm-hmm. against you know uh, some white save armies like we like to play, <laughs> <laughs> or more specifically, the armies that ball up. Yeah, yeah, like clones. Like clones. Yeah, and can really have a tough time with that too because they want to be together and then he just really does a number on that yeah, yeah. so uh, they, not I, many changes that, but man some one, good ones the, i was gonna say the one that really f- floored me besides general grievous's gun was dooku going down by 10 points yeah 10 like, points are going down 10 and the and and that's like the he's like the palpatine of the empire in that army. Yeah. And he's in down 10 points. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, not that yeah. he'd go, I wouldn't see him go up. I'd, I'd, be, I'd raise questions if he went up. But Yeah, I, w- I don't think he should have gone up either. I don't feel like I saw him enough to warrant. I feel warrant. like I saw Dooku more than Grievous. I, that's what I thought, too. I feel like I saw Dooku more than Grievous. Um, maybe maybe they're prepping for or making some changes so that way like Asajj can go with him a little bit easier. I, if you want Duke and, and Asajj to go together, and they're not going to change Asajj's points so soon, but I could see yeah a case for bringing Dooku down for that. Yeah, if you want to do like that thematic pairing a little bit more with it, but uh, again, like Dooku, Dooku is strong. His issue has always been in that faction with the other saber users is his like mobility, right? Like he can't right. quite move around as much as a mall or a grievous. So I feel like that's why you saw those other saber users. Like, I feel like a little bit more than Dooku, but man, now with a 10 point decrease, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, staying with the dark side, let's go check out empire mm-hmm. real fast. Yeah, let's do it. So, let's just run down this list here. Uh, my boy, my man, Callus, almost my first choice when I go for Empire Commanders, yeah. is down five points, and his rifle is down ten points. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> let's yeah. go, my Callus list's all down 15 points. Let's do this. I, f- I feel like the theme here with these points decreases with these characters are... Um, let's take those characters that you had this stapled upgrade to them and let's just make it so that upgrade is just part of them. Kind of, yeah, just built into them essentially. Which, I mean, and, it, it just makes sense to me because you, yeah. you, you make this upgrade for them and then it's like, and then it costs points and then you make it like, it's, it's like a tax on this character, which you're going to take it on them because you can't, I mean, yeah. you could not. But I feel like that's part of the character cost you're paying because it's not like you can put that upgrade on someone else or like that you could put something else there in its place. It's not like other upgrades to have a character gun is kind of just like that's for you. This is for you. You can't have anything else. So it's this or nothing and no one else can have it. So it's like you you pay this tax and get this character uh, feature or you don't. So yeah, and it just feels weird. I definitely felt with Callus, like uh, he just misses so much when he doesn't have his his gun. I wouldn't even dream of running Callus yeah. without that without his bow rifle. That's like it feels like a sin. <laughs> yeah, you, it just if you it, in the audience have run Callus without your bow rifle, 
I have serious questions for you, and you need to send me the name of your nearest mental institution because I'm sitting there. Yeah, I def. I would be very interested to hear from somebody who uh, like took Callus without that upgrade before, or yeah, I guess even that. now, and like what what kind of list did he fall in and like what purpose did you have for him that you didn't feel like you needed to bring that rifle? I mean, the only thing I can really think of, and technically his rifle is still five points. Yeah, it's, not like it's, it's still. Now, but it's still, you're going to pay the five points. Well, um, with, the re- with the reduce of his base cost, they essentially just made his weapon free. I don't know why they just didn't make his weapon free and leave him <laughs> at the same point cost like uh, they did with like Cassian. But, know. you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the thing with the... that Like I could see Callisless doing if you didn't bring that bow rifle for some dumb reason. The only role I could really think of that why would you pay for Callus if you weren't going to have this rifle is his command cards. Because I, yeah. I love Callus' command cards. They are so good. Yeah, I, I agree. I really do like his command cards. I just also am like, well, wouldn't you rather have his command cards and his rifle? Well, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you, I don't know what reason you would bring him without that. So, I don't, yeah. That's, I don't know what they're doing with those points, but uh, Callus list going down 15 points in general, regardless of where those points came from, is fine. I'm very happy with that. So yeah, the eweb. This one was one that surprised me. The eweb is down five points. Yeah, I'm and not guess, sure that the eweb needed to be cheaper. <laughs> I I I agree with that, but at the same time, my callus list that has eweb's in it is still not complaining. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a uh, very cheap it's now. Um, You're gonna add a whole nother unit there. In that, well, well, the list that I'm thinking of in particular has another unit that went up in points, so it's kind of it kind of balanced itself that's, out. That's true. That's true. Uh, Gears right. went down five points. The Dewback Flamer and the Dewback RT went down five points, and then that's it for Empire of as far as going down. Time to go up. The yeah. Imperial Officer up five points. This felt like the dirtiest point change to me. I was just like, oh, dang, they're generic officer? You're going to tax him? Or yeah. Her? How dare you? I feel like that's I feel like that's a good staple, and you're, and you're only taxing the Empire. I guess it's personal. I can tell it's personal now. <laughs> the Stormtrooper Heavy Response Unit for Blizzard Force went up 10 points. Yeah. Ouch. And then much more calm as far as what I expected for dark troopers, the frag cannon dark trooper went up five points and the assault cannon one went up seven points. So, uh, yeah. RIP to the double, double dark list that ran both of those. Yeah. You're going to have to shave some points somewhere. You're going to have to drop a whole unit. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so this was the big empire changes that were supposed to rebalance the entire the entire game state paul do we think it's enough i I don't know like you said i'm i'm a little surprised that it was only five and seven points for dark troopers considering how much we've seen them and the base Uh, unit didn't go up any yeah, yeah, that was interesting to me. Um, the heavy response unit, the stormtroopers, yeah, that that seems 
like another one that was very um oppressive (laughs) yeah um it's still a really good unit even for 10 more points i still think it's gonna see play for sure sure. um yeah i don't it'll be interesting to see because i don't Again, I don't know that, that the point changes to the Dark Troopers were enough to deter people completely. They're just going to have to get creative on what else. Like, you know, just dealing with less elsewhere, which is what Dark Troopers were already doing, right? right. They're just putting... You're putting all your eggs in one basket, essentially, mm-hmm. with with those armies. But it's a really good basket to be in, and I don't <laughs> know that it's that much worse with these point changes. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're... I guess the other thing that we didn't we didn't talk about the couple like I guess neutral changes, well, which that, also yeah yeah we haven't gotten to it, those yet. But I just yeah is interesting. It, it hinders some of the empire lists as well. I feel like um, a little so bit, yeah it'll, yeah it'll be interesting. I mean they're one of those upgrades is used primarily. I feel like on you know a certain dark force user that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that we'll talk about, but. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's enough to change. It'll be interesting to see what, well, consi- what comes out of it. Consider this: two units of dark troopers with both of those upgrades on it. A list with that is now twenty six points more expensive. Yeah, it's like okay. half of a unit. Yeah, that's half a unit right there. So you when you drop, already you were a whole unit or a whole heavy on something else, which I don't even yeah. know how many heavies you were running on something else, but you got to drop. I- you got to shave 26 points somewhere. And if you had the imp officer in there, now you got 31 points. You got to shave off something. So, yeah, I will say like, I don't, I feel like a lot of those, um, a lot of those lists that I saw were not running a whole lot of extra heavies and things. They were putting right. They put again, all the points, all the into, points their... into the dark troopers. Yeah. So I don't know how much room they really have to shave some of that stuff. They're going to have to shave a whole like naked core unit or something. Yeah, or or they're just gonna have to change the way the list works. Like maybe we're not gonna be seeing Palpatine and Dark Troopers. You know, like it's gonna be like, well, I'm running Dark Troopers, so I need to bring that generic commander, <laughs> or you know, something something much cheaper than having like a big saber user in right. there as well. Yeah, so it'll it'll be interesting to My see what people come callous. up with. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it. I mean, it does bring. Uh, uh, some similar abilities. It's not the same threat as like a Vader or a no. Palpatine, no, but he's got some really good command cards. He can hold his own in melee. Mm-hmm. He still has some range if you get into that gunfight. Like so, uh, yeah, Kalos could be interesting, especially with his big decrease. He almost makes up in his decrease of points for the increase to the dark troopers yeah, al- if you use a, him almost, so. but b nobody was putting those two together so it's not like right <laughs> and if you were right. if you were right cross <laughs> out the name of the mental institution that's near you because i'm interested <laughs> i'm interested in what you got to offer yeah no it's definitely it, it'll be interesting to see what empire comes up with um here's the thing i Empire not hurting on different tools that it can use for sure. It still has plenty of good units within its army, so um, I don't I don't feel like Empire needs to always run dark troopers. I just feel like they were a, a little overtuned um, right. with where they were, and so I think this is you know them trying to say okay we're we're trying to find a, a good balance here. Right. Um, I I don't know if they'll be there yet, but I mean that's the whole 
reason we have point changes and that they're regular, right? It's not just one point change and then that's it. It'll never change again. No, like it ebbs and flows. Like, yep, they're gonna they're gonna keep looking at that. Okay, are they still a little too powerful? Well, they'll hit it with another points increase or you know, something else. Too much or too little of this. Yeah, yeah. So and I I think in this game they've always done a good job of what are we seeing on the table a lot or too much? And what are we not seeing on the table at all? And just trying to get, you know, incentivize people to bring those things that either are not being taken or just not run the same thing as everybody else. Yep. Um, I agree. And so I've, I've always enjoyed that about this game. And I think that they've done at least a good job, you know, with point changes, trying to, you know, keep that in mind and trying to get some of those things to the table. So, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get some new lists, but I guess we're not done. We're not done nope, with these changes. No. We got, uh, we got, we got the mercenaries slash generic upgrades as well to quickly run through. So, yeah, uh, I guess I'll start with this one because it's the, uh, it's technically empire only, uh, as of right now, but, uh, Boba Fett, Imperial Boba Fett went up went 10 up points. 10. Yeah. I, I... I'm not sure what they're doing with Boba. <laughs> I mean, Boba... He's up, he's down, he's... <laughs> it feels like not that long ago, it feels like less than a year ago, we were calling Boba the most unplayable unit in the game. Uh-huh. And so he kept most, getting like, points drops. For his points. Yep, and he then... kept getting dropped, 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 and now he's increasing again. I don't know. And I guess, well, I mean, could that be because the, the response of... How his command cards affected the Imperial unit when the uh, Daimyo version came out? Like, are we, is Boba too good now that the Daimyo command cards can be taken on Imperial Boba? And the, the and then there's the Flamer. I seriously doubt it. If anything, he'd yeah. probably be where he was. But like, I guess there could have been some huge insurge of Boba lists that I just didn't really notice. I yeah, saw some, I. But like, I didn't see. I've. It's not like I've seen. Boba dominating tables and running the meta, so I don't yeah, know. I'd go up ten whole points. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. So yeah, I, I'm sure it's probably in response to what he has access to now, right? With the other Boba coming out, but yeah, I don't. That one was surprising to me. <laughs> uh, Black Sun enforcers have gone up two points. That's it. Yeah. There's two points for the base unit. Not not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And I'm also wondering if it was if that's the sweet spot. I'm a little skeptical, but like I'm not that skeptical. I'm like, okay, two points here. If you're it, basically if you're just running one black sun unit, your list is gonna be completely unaffected. If you're running an entire black sun black sun list, your list is gonna go up a lot. Like, right. Like 8, 10, 12, somewhere points. But honestly, that's not even as much as the double dark unit got hit. So. Yeah. So I don't know if it's enough, but, you know, we'll see. I guess they don't want to, they don't want to make it so bad that, like, they're unplayable. Yeah. I, which I, I get that. <laughs> um, And then the only other generic slash mercenary slash whatever else uh, increase that there is is force choke which went up by five points and we'll explain more. Let's, let's hold force choke for another five minutes. Shall we? 
Yeah. And then and then we'll come back to it. So decreases across the board. Saxon, Gar Saxon for the Shadow Collective have gone down five points. The Mandalorian Super Commando has gone down five points. Swoop Bikes went down five points. Woohoo! Uh, the Super Commando Gunslinger and Marksman each went down two points. And then the AA5 Quad Laser went down three points. So lots yeah, of fun again. little Shadow Collective's twerks and twerks. Tweaks. <laughs> uh, Shadow Collective twerking is now on my mind. Uh, <laughs> Mandalorian's uh, again, going down in price, which seems to be the yeah. case uh, for Rebels as well. So get more Mandos on the table is what this points change is, is saying to me. Uh, and is that because Mandos are so swingy and so they needed a little point reduction? Is this Maybe. also have to do with the TV series? Yeah, I was going to say, things? everyone, even the game producers yeah. are like, I just want to see more Mandos on the table. So they're all cheaper yep. now. <laughs> They they knew people were gonna get hyped about Mandos after watching the show, and so they wanted them to come back and feel good. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not complaining because I want to get some Mandos to the table. Yeah, join in for on sure. Fun. All right, so then there was also two major erratas, rule changes, card changes, keyword changes, whatever you want to say. So, two big ones, Paul. The first one comes as a Dark Trooper nerf, which is not like the biggest one on Earth, but it is it is one that I was definitely seeing getting abused a lot, and I'm very glad that has been has been changed. Uh, Guardian can now no longer be used on units with the unstoppable keyword. So literally all that does is say you cannot Guardian the Dark Troopers anymore. Yeah. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I heard of one list um, that was at Adepticon that was Dark Troopers, uh, Royal Guard, and Palpatine, I think. So I have a buddy in... So uh, my my newest apprentice... My newest apprentice um, in my local area uh, came from 40k and he says that he wanted to get really good at, you know, just like what, what's hot. He, he, he wants to follow what's hot. And I, and I say, you know, go for that, you know, make it your own, do whatever you want with that. And he made a list that is exactly that. It was Palpatine. Cause he loves Palpatine. He's like, I just want to play, I want to play Palpatine stuff. And I was like, yeah, Palpatine is really good. If you get a lot of reps in with him, you get a lot of practice with him. A really good, uh, palp player is really terrifying. And so he's putting in, he's put in all the reps with him. He's gotten really good with Palpatine. He can get him in and out. And no matter how much you focus on Palpatine, he's probably he's probably going to be good. Uh, he's probably going to be taken care of because he and he ran it with Palpatine, Royal Guards, and then one unit of fully kitted Dark Troopers. And I called it the Tumor of Evil <laughs> because it was a giant ball that you just couldn't focus on anything. It would just, it would, everything would protect each other, and it got annoying. Oh, because this Palpatine, oh, yeah. Palpatine had a force barrier. So yeah, he would, absolutely. So like, he would protect the people protecting him, and then they would protect him, and then the Dark Troopers would run rampant, <laughs> and it was crazy. Yeah, that's a, that's a nasty, like, combination. Palpatine is, combination. Palpatine and the Royal Guard being able to do that, 
uh, on dark troopers or each other or yeah it's just there's a lot of of saving going on and like you said you just can't focus on anything lots of times right it's like okay this is my opponent's threat if i take out op luke like uh, the rest of this list really doesn't like scare me right but it's like man that whole ball yeah <laughs> is terrible i called it the trooper then, of evil for a reason it's like yeah and then when you do yeah when you do choose like okay I, i'm gonna get rid of palpatine that's still a tough like order guardian. because you have all the guardian yeah going on and then it's like oh well they're guardian well now i'm just gonna finish off the royal guard because i've done some damage to them now well now palpatine's gonna come in and do some more barrier and like it's just like uh, oh while getting shot with a death trooper or a dark trooper okay, I'll, Gross. Shoot dar- I'll shoot on dark troopers instead oh well they have full armor oh well your crit got through or you got one crit through oh but palpatine said no you didn't yeah, it's it's one of those lists that's like I don't really care what you roll because I'm just gonna negate a bunch of it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, that's no longer gonna be the case. So the team review yeah, has just, been broken up. Yeah, I mean it's not like completely gone, right? No, it's but that's still gonna focus, be a nasty you could, combo, but you could, focus, you could actually focus the dark troopers now officially. Yeah, and then you just have Palpatine who's going to be like taking stuff off of them, right? It's not going to be one to turn two, two different. Two yes, yep. yeah, it's not going to be two different units like doing right. it. Yeah, the dark troopers aren't going to be double safe anymore. Yeah, which yeah just made them that much better because they were already good, and then they're getting saved by multiple units. It's yeah, yeah, the other, very interesting. The other major Rada that we saw that had everybody up in arms is Force Choke has been changed. So Force Choke does now no longer target a specific model. You target the unit. Uh, It is still limited to non-commander, non-operative unit. And then that unit takes one wound. Yeah, I... um... Yeah, I was going to say, so now, Paul, this opens up the floor to the Force Choke got double nerfed by this update. Yeah, I I don't feel like we learned from the first double nerf that happened. <laughs> <laughs> the grand double nerf of Gar. Yeah, I. Here's the thing: either one of those changes, fine, would have been good for Force Choke. Yep. Both of those changes, too much. Man, I I to me, I almost yeah, I, I just feel like you just leave Force Choke out of it. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be very situational where you need the one extra damage that like a Vader isn't already doing with his red dice chopping through you with Pierce three, right? Like, whereas the four to me when I was playing with Force Choke, it was more about well, I'm going to kill this unit and then I'm going to get rid of a heavy in another unit, essentially making it so it can't Neutering you know be very. Yeah, it's it's basically making two units not effective instead of just one. And now it's like, oh, just one wound? Uh, I don't like it. I don't know. <laughs> like, like you said, if one of these happened and not both of them, I think that works. But yeah, I think they overcorrected on this one. And now Force Choke feels like an auto not include. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, before, it was like, like yeah, section. just staple this. And now you're like, no, definitely keep this right, one off. I'm just like, I'm just going <laughs> to keep them all in my binder and never touch them again. Yep. Staple it to your binder. 
I, I just feel like for your unit and put it in your binder. <laughs> I feel like for ten points, there's so many other force upgrades that you want to be taking. Oh yeah. Like I, I would rather have force push every day than force choke. Oh, yeah. Not like not that you weren't already taking it, but like now it's for sure. Like yeah, I would rather just have that. Or honestly, I'd rather have barrier. Yeah, barriers at that point than choke like or you know there's just so many more options at the same points cost or cheaper like significantly cheaper yeah you can go burst of speed route as well which is a popular one yep yeah and now it's like i don't even know that you debate force choke in there like we said i think you just leave it in your binder and find something else to (laughs) to get them in there and start killing and but yeah i mean it, it, that was really a heavy nerf to one uh, individual specifically in the Star Wars universe, right? Poor poor Anakin. <laughs> I mean, Just... I didn't say that, but it, I think it was also a nerf for Dooku. That's true, but I mean, they made Dooku him 10 was... points cheaper, so did, you can so just I mean, leave Joe Cotto. Uh... <laughs> except, except that yeah, the, the, the other nerf. Yorata still makes it just not feel yeah. good. And for the points that i could be spending on force choke for dooku honestly maybe i'm gonna put maybe i'm gonna put force push or maybe i'm gonna put force reflexes in there instead yep. of that slot instead you know or or barrier since dooku's slow like... i don't know why i thought you were about to say or saber throw and i was gonna be like paul just stop talking <laughs> <laughs> nah not that bad <laughs> say we give dooku saber throw and nothing else yep there you Y'all go with me? let's do it all right so that as far as That's as far as all the uh, rule changes and point changes go. Paul, in a grand wrapping up version, uh, as a a whole, where are we at? Do we feel like the? Do we feel like this is a step in the right direction? Do we feel like this is an overcorrection? Where do we feel like tables are? What do we feel like tables are going to look like going forward as we get to some of these events that are coming up later next month and uh for the summer and like actually for the whole season after that because i don't think there's going to be any more erratas until like the end of worlds yeah yeah i um i think that you will see some things that have not been played i think you will see some people try some stuff like you know the infantry support platform that gun getting much cheaper makes it a very cheap like little unit. Um, I don't know that anybody's really going to stick with any of those, right? Like, I think we're going to see more Mandos on the table. I don't know that what saving 11 points is going to make them the the new Dark Trooper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And I honestly don't know that Dark Troopers took enough of a hit for them not to be for seen on the table. Yeah. Well, I think that was probably the goal was just to make them more was to balance them, not to remove them from the game. Yeah, I don't think they're going to disappear. I also don't know. I I guess I want to see. Like, I don't know if it was enough. I think there were some things that got too much, some that maybe not enough, and others that I'm not sure were necessary. I mean, but... I, know, I know a lot of people that, like, this this point change made them, like, completely drop their list and try something new. Yeah, good. and it, if that's the goal, 
than success. But yeah, like, you did job. it. There's a lot of people are going to have to go back to the drawing board with their list for sure. Um, and if that's what we wanted with it, then that's accomplished. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, yeah. I, I don't mind. I, I like when point changes come out because again, it kind of makes me think about different things to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I enjoy that because I like playing different things. I don't, I don't necessarily like, you know, grinding out my tournament list for eighty games to prepare for a tournament. Like that's not the kind of player I am. I, I want to, I want to go to event play a list a few times and then i want to go get a new list ready for the next event and play it three times and then go get another new one like so i just like to keep going through stuff so when they change stuff um i'm interested in trying it like uh i think my favorite I, i don't even know a favorite one but one that i'm really interested to try something that you don't see very often is that nasp gunner because I always liked that gunner yeah. on there, and so now I'm like, man, I just want to run all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, yeah, there's secret, some there's some fun stuff. Secret tech that I'm going to tell only to you, Paul, and definitely not all the listeners who are listening to this episode. Oh, yeah, me tell out, me. Hear me out what you think of this. Lando and Commander Luke is now 20 points cheaper to run together. It's a lot cheaper, and I will say that I previously had run a list that was lando and commander luke oh you ran commander while luke. back yeah i know you ran operative i know operative luke was the it was actually Honda. back during our uh yavin base um and you ran run. commander luke in that yeah i ran commander oh, luke okay. and i don't know why i don't remember that yeah commander luke and, and lando because uh, i f- i mean here's the thing i like lando i think he's got some really cool tools i just always felt like he was a bit expensive for what he did yeah and so yeah especially when you have other characters like i mean you're looking at like the sabines and then the op lukes and and that kind of stuff and even like oh should i take lando or i for cheaper i could just take chewy (laughs) like and chewy just seems much better and now it's like oh lando's fairly cheap with uh that points decrease so yeah i i'm interested i like i like lando i like the character i think he's got some cool abilities it just was one of those that he's probably a little too expensive for what he brought to the table so problem is i'm like oh i could play lando or for 20 points less i could bring leia right right Well, and now they didn't really help that by reducing Leia either. Leia's but... seventy-five points. I, can't I know even it's it. it's. I I don't know that she needs to get much cheaper. Uh, she I, seems here's, good. Here's, here's what I'm gonna say: If you want Leia's points to come back up, you're gonna have to give her courage three. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's my that's my that's my rule. <laughs> I. uh... It will be interesting because I, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking about uh, our our new Chewie um, and him paired with Leia will be very interesting. Yeah, and we saw a little bit of we saw a little bit of Ewok rules. Like, oh, we should have we should have deep dove into Ewok. Yeah, everyone deep dove into Ewoks, but everyone did these points too. So I don't I don't know what we're doing. But the Ewok rules came out for the uh, battle force as well. So I, yep. and that was one question I was going to ask you, Paul, with, was with all the changes 
that we just saw, do we think that this is going to be exactly where the meta needs to be when Ewoks hit? Because when Ewoks hit, it's going to be a big, huge surge of Ewok players. And do we think that all these point changes were done specifically with Ewoks in mind? Or do we think that they were done separate from Ewoks? Interesting. Um, You know, I don't feel like there's a ton of point changes that are like directly going to affect Ewoks one way or another. Like Leia is the only like real like rebel upgrade in there that's like, oh yep, that could be beneficial for Ewoks. Right. I'm just saying but the rest of them... everything else again yeah, for, I'm just... for, for preparation for facing Ewoks. Yeah, I don't it's interesting because I'm I'm trying to I'm like just like going through this list again and I'm not sure that anything that's like on here is I'm like, oh yeah, that's a direct counter to Ewoks. I don't like I don't feel like Mandos are. Yeah. I don't not that they're bad against Ewoks, but I don't know that they're like a direct counter, so making them cheaper, I don't know that really matters. Like the force users getting cheaper. I don't think that really bothers Ewoks because they're like B1s, right? Like they're just like battle droids. They don't they don't care if you can put out eight you know or six dice with Pierce three. Like they don't care. I would say the I would say the saber and the beam turret coming down would be, except that they can just log trap your your saber tank and call it a day. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. The beam the kind of beam weapons would be the ones that could potentially hurt them. A bit more, right? Um, I guess like the Dubak flamethrower. Oh, the Dubak getting cheaper. Ooh, that's gonna be. The, that's it. That's it, Paul. We found it. That's the one. Vampire that's the one. The Ewoks. It's the Dubak. Oh, because it has armor too. Yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh, Paul. Ooh, we figured it out. Ooh, the primitive weapons yeah. can't stop the Dubaks. Ooh. I mean, that's the uh, flamethrowers are gonna hurt. Ewoks. I mean, just kind of like they do battle droids too, right? Like the high body counts uh, <laughs> gonna gonna hurt on on those units. But yeah, I don't I don't know that this, like this was directly, um, you know, planning for or against Ewoks coming out. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, we will see. Um, but I agree with you. There are definitely going to be a lot of players. Um, who are going to jump on those Ewoks. Uh, a lot of people who've been interested in them for a while. <laughs> so Since I'm excited. For five years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talking about stuff. Gungans are going to be the next one that right. people are. <laughs> well, I'm waiting Paul, for that one. Well, oh, when my Paul big starts dinosaur. talking about Gungans, I think that's when we shift topics completely. Yeah, that's, that's when we do 90 true. degrees and we walk in a different direction. Yep, I think so. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Segway. <laughs> I don't know if it counts as a segue if you just disrupt what we talk about and then we have to completely start over at square one, but sure, we'll call it that. <laughs> uh but yeah, so tournament season. We talked yeah. about, we talked a little bit about it last time and we talked a little bit about like going to your events uh last episode, but I thought we would uh I thought we'd go ahead and just touch on it one more time just because we didn't have an event to talk about this time around like we were supposed to uh, because the Muncie event was supposed to be this Saturday, like, or I guess when this episode comes out, it'll be yesterday. Uh, 
like the 17th of June is when that event was supposed to be. And now it's the 15th of July. So we were going to have an episode this month that was going to be like, oh, like here's how the event went. And then spin it into like, here's how, or like, here's what, you, here's some ideas that you can do with yours and stuff like that, which is going to now be next month because that's when that event will be. So we'll cover, uh, Muncie's event next month and it'll be so it'll be another like mid to late in the month episode and it'll cover the Muncie event and then we'll start we'll we'll go from there but I thought we could take this opportunity real fast Paul and just kind of say if uh like if you were wanting to set up a tournament in your store or if you were wanting to go to your first event some key highlighting things that you would maybe expect to do or things that you should know. So I, I want to start if you're going to your first event, because I feel like that's way more, it's, it's less involved. It is very, it, it can be very involved, but it's less involved than the, than the other. So yeah. if you're going to your first event, Paul, some things that you might, this is your first war game. Maybe let's pretend this is your first war game. This is your first tournament. Just some, I know, and I know we've hit these points before, so it kind of feels like ringing on, it's like ringing the same bell over and over and over. But like main key points, a couple things that you could tell yourself on the first event you ever went to, like that you would do different. Ooh, that I would do different. Like, yeah, well, like, the key points that may, I mean, maybe you did some stuff right, maybe you did some stuff wrong, but like the key points sure. you mostly want to hit. If there were, and then yeah, if there was some stuff that you that you thought, oh, you know, I didn't think about this when I showed up, but dang, it's round three, and I really wish I did X. Oh yeah, uh, if you've never if you've never done a wargaming event before, um, or never been to like a long event like that, I I think one of the biggest things that I would say for advice that I think a lot of people forget about, um are one uh drinks slash snacks like food drink something to keep you hydrated i've run into multiple people at events when we get into round three or potentially four where they're getting headaches or just like not feeling very well because it's yep it because you've gone all day and sometimes you have a break for lunch and food. Sometimes you don't, depending on the event. Um, and so I would just be prepared. Yeah, you know, you're going to have all of your stuff. That's one. You know, you're always going to like double check that you have all your models. You have all your, you know, dice and things like that. But I would pack a little bag or something. Like, bring yourself a bottle of water or, you know, a container that you can refill. Um, and, and bring some snacks, something that you can eat quick, like, you know, a granola bar or, you know, some almonds or, you know, just something, something that can give you some sustenance as you're going throughout the day. Um, cause it can, it can be draining and depending, you kind of touched on it too, the kind of soreness, the leaning over a table Um, especially if it's a table that's like not conducive to the size that you are like I'm over six feet tall. So most tables are 
um, hard for me when I lean over. Yeah, and so like by the end of the day, my lower back is like killing me from leaning over a table or like reaching over the table a lot. So keep that in mind too. And you know, I would say it's it's okay to sit down. Like when it's not your turn, it's not that important. Like go go ahead and take a seat. <laughs> you know, give yourself that time to rest um, and, and stuff like that because it will it will take a toll on you and it, it kind of sneaks up on you. you. You don't really like notice all of those things until you feel terrible or your oh, you know yeah. your back hurts really bad <laughs> or your feet hurt or whatever it is so invested in the game you really don't notice the like the gradual decline of your state of your physical state until it's too late right yeah i honestly think uh when we first met that was, that was you were kind of feeling yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was you were in that event and that was my first like that was my first event like that so or yeah, we I played Gen Con. I think I've been to Gen Con first because that might have been my first like Legion event. But yeah, because we were playing game three, and you were just like, "Oh, yeah, sorry, uh, like I'm not <laughs> like feeling great." And I had no water, but, no snacks. I'm very much a different war gamer now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, but it was one of those things that you know you you definitely learn from that experience. But game. it also. Also, because of that experience, I feel like is why we like met and got along and continued on is because we were able to just be like, hey, like, it's all good. Like, let's just have a good let's game and have yeah, fun. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be that serious. Like, don't, you know, you that I feel like that would be the worst feeling to me is I go to this war game and event. I want to play these three games and I get to game three and I can't even finish it out. Like I can't even make it because I'm yeah, feeling yeah. so terrible or whatever. And then and I, your opponent were just super not like not caring about your state of mind at all. Like not that they're necessarily yeah. supposed to and like not like it's required in the rules if your opponent right. feels bad that you have to let up. But like to some degree, like you know, it would still suck. It would still suck to be like in that situation, I think. Yeah. And I've, I've run into it a couple of times and I, I guess I would say that on the other side for other people too. like, if you have an opponent who's feeling like not feeling great, like, you know, be the person, like give them some time, like let them go get a bottle of water or whatever. Or, you know, if you have one, share one. I usually now bring extras. Like I usually bring a few bottles of water. Um, so that way, if someone runs into that, like, man, I would never, I would never want someone to, you know, get like super dehydrated, like no. pass out or something like that because we're at a gaming event and they forgot to bring something and no one was nice enough to help them out. It goes, so it goes back to your, uh, to your elementary school days where they teach you to treat people like you want to be treated. If you Absolutely. were dehydrated at this event, you would want your opponent to be like, all right, all right, you know, take a breath. Take, yeah, I can see, I can see you're struggling here. Let's, let's, let's get this figured out. Um, yep. cause if you're, if your world invite is worth more than that, your opponent's like physical state, <laughs> then uh, kindly unsubscribe to this podcast because <laughs> you're on the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely on the wrong one. That's for sure. But, I, I, you know, like just going back, I think we can alleviate a lot of that by just being aware of the toll that 
you know you don't you don't think about it right oh i'm just playing it i'm just playing a game with my little toy soldiers like inside like most places are like air conditioned and stuff like that but it gets warm with all the bodies in a you know enclosed space and um you you know if you're not you're yelling a lot Yep, you're talking louder. You you know you're talking a lot, maybe a lot more than you're used to on a daily basis. Um, you know, yeah, and and like you talked about, you know, it sneaks up on you, right? Like yep. it's something. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's lunchtime. You know. Oh, I am gonna get a drink of water. Like you, you don't. You're so focused on the game, you're not thinking about those basic things. So, um, yeah, I would definitely encourage people to to take those extra things. Um, with them you know like i said a bottle of water and a a little snack i'll frequently go to the game store like on my weekly game day or whatever and i'll play an 800 point game of legion like right after work and i'll be like feeling not so great but then i'll be like i'm gonna bring this water bottle in with me and then like i'll feel so much better and then i get to the table i play the game Excuse me. I get everything done with the game. I'm like, okay, great. I pack up my stuff and I realize I left the bottle of water in the car and I never even brought it into the store. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like that's how bad you can <laughs> you can like hyper focus on I mean oh, maybe absolutely. that's just me, but I but like a lot of I've I, there are people that do that where it's like, "Oh my god, like I thought about I even actively thought about this water before the game started." But then like I was so focused on the game and everything and getting everything set up, getting everything torn down, which you don't have to worry about at a tournament, but that's my, that's my case at a store um, right. that I didn't even think about the water <laughs> or by the time I did, I was like, eh, it's too late. Yeah. So, I, I would yeah, say that's to plan for that. Yeah. And, and try to be deliberate about it. Like yeah, exactly, when I go exactly. and set up my table and like get my models out, like my water bottle is like the one thing that I tried to like put right in front of me. So that way, hopefully it's like in my way at some point where I'm like, Oh yeah, I had to move my water bottle, but I should probably take a drink of that. <laughs> yeah. Put it somewhere. That's a good idea. Put it somewhere disruptive for like where you need your dice or your order tokens. And then every time you have to move your water bottle, just take a drink. Yeah. It, pretty good. I like that. Yep. If, and then if take if a quick ba- to, bathroom break. Yourself, yeah. yeah. And then that's I, like, I, it's actually good for me when I'm at an event like that too to like have to take a bathroom break in between games because it gives me a second to like step away from the table, like yeah. reset, yeah. like get my mind right, whether it was a good game, bad game, like whatever it was, just um, you know, have that have that chance. So yeah, for sure. And I actually bring extra extra food and snacks and water now. Yeah. I, I've gone from bringing nothing to uh i actually bring extras now because when i went to at adepticon for example i had a whole bag that my wonderful that my wonderful kind girlfriend and also our manager which is why i have to compliment her every episode no i'm just kidding Uh, (laughs) uh, because she pays our bills no uh (laughs) i'm just kidding the uh that she that she packed for me for the tournament that was like a ton of snacks in there, like way oh, yeah. more snacks than I would have been able to finish. And that was because that was both for me and for any of my opponents that I played that day in case basically preparing for all three of my opponents to just be like totally worn out, which wasn't yeah. the case obviously, but it was the case in round three on world's day one. Uh, and I did, and I did end up sharing some snacks with, uh, with my opponent there because uh, they were getting hungry and they were, you know, uh, they were 
doing like pizza or whatever at the end of the day. But like, we were still, we were still like an hour or two away from that. And we're like, Oh God, we're dying. We need something right now. And we're like, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I snacked on that throughout the day. Um, and you know, having that to give to your opponents really nice. The other thing that I would really suggest that's not a food snack or water, but is right. I would, I would say is right there adjacent with this cough drops. Uh, oh yeah. I've never, I've never regretted bringing cough drops to any convention for any reason, period. Yeah. That's there, a, that's a good call. Yeah. There was one year that I went to Gen Con and I was doing, uh, I was GMing for a, uh, for seventh C and that, uh, so they, so mm-hmm. they did a thing where I was like, I was GMing one of their game, like not one of, but I was GMing their game all four days of the convention to some degree. Now it was mostly like a good half or three fourths of my day was GMing that game. So I actually didn't get to do a whole lot of Gen Con, but that's like, that's beside the point. Uh, I was doing so much talking that day and yelling over like other tables and other groups that were nearby mm-hmm. and they, yeah. they, and they had a dedicated person that all they did was go table to table and give the GM cough drops. Like that was it. Like that's, that's one of the, smart. Like, that was one of their only jobs they did. And they did that like three times per, uh, like per game, like game session or maybe four times. It was like maybe once an hour they would just come by and drop off cough drops. And I was just like, Oh, this is exact. Like they clearly did this from experience. <laughs> yeah. Just, just giving your, your throat that extra protection, you know, the uh, little extra to, to get through the constant talking. And like you talked about, right. You're talking louder than normal yep. because just there's, all this other ambient noise going around behind you. Um, even if it's a small event, everyone is talking. So you have to make sure your opponent can hear you clearly. And it's very frustrating when, you know, you can't hear what your opponent's saying and it's, it, you know, you don't, you're not on the same page on what's going on. So, right. Yeah. Cough and drops just, are definitely a good, a good call there too. And at a smaller event, it could even be worse because everyone's packed in a lot tighter. Yeah, absolutely. Closer, so yeah, you can get drowned out a lot. You can even get drowned out a lot easier. So, um, anyway, as far besides snacks, all that, um, if you don't have a good carrying case kind of solution for your models and stuff, that's another one. That's just a little quality of life thing that I would highly recommend. Is how you're getting your models and all your tokens and all your cards and everything from table A to table B. Because you might be thinking like, oh, like if this is your first event where you're going multiple rounds, maybe you're maybe you've, you're used to just playing one game at your local store every weekend. Well, you just have to get your stuff from the car to your uh, table and then from the table back to the car, for example. Or maybe you play at home and your stuff is already just like already on the shelf. I just have to take it from the shelf to the table. It's right there. I would heavily yeah. consider looking into some kind of carrying case solution for your stuff, because you're going to need to, you're going to need to be portable and you're going to need to be portable fast because you need to get from table A to table B in 15 minutes maximum and be ready to start your game in that time. And if you, and you know, you play Legion, you know how long it takes to do turn zero and deployment, especially at a competitive level. Everyone's going to be taking a little more time to be intricate with their placements and their decisions. So you've got to be able to make moving from table A to table B and having all of your stuff with you as quick as possible. Yeah, you definitely don't want to have to pack up all of your stuff 
every time and then unpack it every time. Yeah. So having a light, quick little version of something that you can get all your stuff in real fast and then back out real fast is definitely something to look into. I have literally like, I feel very, I feel very ghetto with mine because <laughs> I literally just have all of the stuff thrown in a, uh, thrown in a big plastic tote. But then I do have, I do have a foam case for my Legion models. However, I'm starting to get to the point where I don't like the foam case anymore. It stores yeah. a lot of models, but the models are starting to get more finicky and uh, fragile with little fragile parts. Yeah. Uh, lightsaber blades are starting to warp. Uh, I I fear for my life every time I put either Ahsoka or Gideon in that, or Moff Gideon in that case, because I'm like, this is it. This is the last time I'm going to touch this figure when all the pieces are intact. When I get the, when I open this foam case next, they're going to be broken. Uh, so far they have not, but I think it's because I'm just going to try and avoid using them, putting them in that foam case from now on. But yeah. I, so I think I'm going to look at a magnetized solution, but that's just me. I've, I've been straying away from it for too long, but anyway, you can throw all of that stuff in your plot. I, I throw all that stuff in my plastic tote and then I have all of that plus more that just fits in that tote. And then I just carry that tote around. It's not the most like, it's not the sexiest solution as far as like, strain straining to carry this thing around but yeah it, it, it fits the utility you know of what i need it to do i need all of this stuff to get up and move right now so it, it serves that purpose yes. at the very least yeah uh one thing um that i've seen a lot of people do lately and is a really good cheap solution if you if again you're new and you just need something to get your stuff from point a to point b um while you're at the event but don't want to travel like you don't have your stuff magnetized yet or anything like that um walmart has some really good cheap um they're like a uh, cupcake carrying containers they're clear plastic see-through but they have a lid with a handle and the sides are those like latch uh, plastic latches oh. and so it's very secure it has a handle like you can put your models just like in there as they die and then you know when you're ready to clean up your table you just put them all in there you can put that lid on snap it shut and it's on, got a handle so you'll still have you know your other hand or arm or whatever free to to carry stuff move stuff around and i i believe they're only like ten dollars or something like that at walmart that is really good so it yeah you can find some really nice stuff at like walmart or you know an equivalent store um that are used like you know baking sheets like i know that's one thing i've done as like kind of like a little quick display board magnetize um some things and just bought a like two dollar cookie sheet at walmart and then just put all of my magnetized stuff on that sheet um i brought it to uh, adepticon uh, for the little um 500 point um yeah yeah uh narrative yeah, game yeah yeah, yeah. and like it was really nice to do that. I took that. I could take that cookie sheet once you magnetize them, and you can flip that thing upside down, and none of the models are moving off of there. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've seen a lot of people do with those cupcake carriers that I was just talking about. Is you just take a cookie sheet and put it in the bottom of that, and then you can magnetize all your stuff to the bottom there too. And if you like glue that cookie sheet into that bottom of that plastic, 
you can actually then transport your models to in that same thing, like in your car, right? And even if you're, you know, going over bumps or it's shifting around or whatever, it's all magnetized. So nothing's really moving around in there. So, yeah, and it's a pretty pretty cheap option there. I think you can get that that cookie sheet for a couple bucks at Walmart, two or three, I think. And then, the like I said, the cupcake holder, I want to say is 10 or 15, something like that. So, again, pretty cheap if you don't have something. Um, because like you said, I think foam carrying cases are great, but that's not a very good, um, way of getting from table A to table B while you're at right. an event. Yeah. Cause you have to pack, you have yeah, to you know, meticulously even, pack everything up. And, and I don't even put yeah. them back in the foam case until the event is done. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Br I bring my foam case to transport my models in my car to the event, but then I put them in whatever other device I have. I put them in my um, dice tray. And then I yeah. just, and then I just carry my dice tray with all my with like my whole army in it. Yeah. It works really well unless you have Ewoks or B1s yeah, or, or something. Ewoks, <laughs> like separatist invasion, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have 800 models. Whoops. Yeah, right. for sure. Any anything else like may mainly like for a new player as far as like what you should do. I mean I I mean I think just general advice. I know we've talked about this before, but my general advice for anybody if you're new or you're maybe you're going to an event for the first time, you played some games at your store, um, but you haven't really been to an event or even you're going to a big event for the first time. Or, or anything like that is just play what you know like play what you're comfortable with because there's going to be so much going on right like uh, maybe not everybody gets this way but like those nerves hit you you're like oh you yeah. get a little antsy like you you might forget some rules um you might forget some abilities that your characters have like so if you're using new characters and and, and new units that you don't you're not familiar with but you think like oh i should run this because that's what's powerful or that's what i hear everyone else you know is running and it's it's the best thing right now J just take what you know well you'll have more fun and you'll forget less right like you won't run into as many of those things just because you you know what you're taking like yeah. oh i know how to play my land speeder so mm -hmm. you know when i get into the thick of it i just know i gotta do my land speeder things right like i you know don't worry about the rest of it um it's very easy to get sucked into that and i i'm speak from experience <laughs> you know my first worlds i change <laughs> I, I i changed my list at the last minute and i it Maybe one of my biggest regrets in Legion um, is changing over to something because I was like, oh, this is the meta right now and I need to take this because it's it's what's powerful and what's winning. And I should have just taken what I knew. Um, and so, yeah, being familiar with what you're taking um, is important. Yep. Yep. Practice, practice, practice is a good one. And keeping, keeping with... Uh... Keeping with what you know. Now, obviously, you can cycle out stuff if you want to. If you make a change right before an event, that's you know that's not going to be the end of the world. If you completely change your list fundamentally before an event, that might be the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If you want to make a change because you're like, man, I I just feel like I should be bringing this. I feel like a little, yeah, like a little more comfortable with this or whatever. But don't change it because you show up and you're like, oh man, everybody's 
everybody's running Empire, like I should run Empire too. Because <laughs> yeah. it must be strong. Like, yeah, it is strong, but if you play against someone who also has been playing that list and grinding out games, it's just not gonna not gonna be a fun experience. No, it's not. Sorry, I'm having little mic issues here. I'm trying to get the mic yeah. in the right spot. I have a new well, mic, by that, the way. Yeah, it's nice. I can tell the difference. Yeah, it's, it's nice I hope everybody play. else can, too. I mean, I can. I have to adjust it a whole bunch, but... <laughs> you, you'll get that As I adjust out. in my chair. The other <laughs> one was, like, handheld, so I could just lean in my chair, and then I was there, but then this one's, like, mounted, so I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta move it around. But, yeah. Anyway, that aside... Um, Last thing, real quick, and we'll talk. We'll we'll talk a little bit about this now, and then we'll talk a little bit more about it next time. Um, but running your own event. So if you were, yeah. well, and not necessarily your own event, but like a world's event or some or a qualifier, some not not a world's. Sorry, let me back up. A world's qualifying event, like a store tournament. If you wanted that, what should you do to get involved? So. If you're wanting to judge slash host this event and you're not like part of the store, you're basically just want to you want to get in. And I would suggest this for anybody who wants to get in good with as far as like being part of the, you know, the 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 face of the team, being part of the team that welcomes new players in part of the organizing process, talk and get in good with your store leader. Like the person who owns your store or the person who's like in charge of the store, the store owner uh, or the or, you know, whatever employee uh, is governing over like Legion content or whatever. Anyone who's involved in that process, talk to them a lot. Give them your interest. Tell them that that's what you're interested in doing, because I can't think of a store that's going to turn away free help. You know? Oh, yeah. No, anyone that's anyone that's going to help take some responsibility off their hands and like oh, you're going to handle this part of the event or, oh, you're going to handle Legion for me so I can handle, like, I don't know, magic or something else, that would be wonderful. So, I mean, like, there's always going to be people. And even if there is already somebody who's, like, leading your store, step in and just say, like, oh, maybe talk to that person and be like, hey, I'm, I see that you're taking charge of this. Uh, you're going to TO this event. I'd love to help. You know, you can get involved in that. Uh, there's, you know, I don't know that anyone's going to turn away, like, another judge. So, I mean, like, yeah. getting familiar with the rules, talking with your store leader about helping to organize, do that kind of stuff. I'm in. I'm talking with both the store leaders for Atomic Comics and Muncie, or sorry, Atomic Comics and Game Haven uh, in Muncie and Dayton, and I don't need... I, I, the funny thing is, Paul, I don't think I'm judging either of these events because I think they're going to be covered as far as judges now, so I think I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm playing in both of these events. Nice. Uh, which is yeah, which is wonderful, but at the same time, if that changes, I'm set up in a position where I'm ready to step in and judge if that if that uh if that event or if that crisis came up basically, if that if that circumstance came up, then I would be ready to step in and fill that role because I've been talking with the story leader. I'm helping organize, I'm helping, you know, with registration, helping get the word out. That's another one you want to do. You want to get you want to help get the word out. Find out from your store leader, you know, when is registration, ask those questions. If they're not, if they're not posting that kind of stuff on their own, help them out. When are you doing registration? How much is it going to be? How can someone get signed up? Let me get all that info from you and then let me help advertise for you. Yep. All of these things are just conversations with like 
the store leader or somebody, the store owner, somebody who you need to talk to who's already doing or going to be doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, even even a simple thing like, hey, uh, I have a table worth of terrain at my house. Like, do yes. you guys have enough tables for the event? Or even, can I show up an hour early and help you set tables up? Or can I show up the night before and help you set tables up if you are so inclined and have the ability to do that? I know from running my own events in different game systems, I never turn that down. When I'm showing up for an event and someone shows up early and they're like, oh, hey, can I help set up some tables? Absolutely. Here's some stuff. Why don't you toss it on the table? And then I'll come over and... You know, move stuff around if it's if it's needed. Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, all that kind of help people are definitely, um, at least from my experience, tos and store owners are uh, more than happy to have some of that help. And so, yeah, like you said, just talk to these. You know, talk to your store, see what's going on, get connected with either the you know the whoever's running it at the store, or you know, like you said, if there's another person who's going to head. TO or judge or, you know, get in touch with them and yeah, go from there. And if you are already one of those people, let's say you're already in that judge position, you're already TOing, you're already in this position. What are some things that you need to think about? It's kind of still going to be along the same lines as, you know, talking with your store leader. Like, obviously, I'm going to I'm going to keep saying that that's always going to be a good tip for anybody, whoever you are, even if you're a new player and you're just coming to hang out, just meet the store owner, say hi, meet your TO, say hi, meet meet them, exchange names, you know, talk to them. Um, Yeah. But if you're already in that judge position, there's a lot that you need to be considering and thinking about because you just got your kit and even if you if you don't have your kit, that's a whole nother conversation. I think that you need to have with your store, like figuring out how yeah. you get those kits and whatnot. Because I've actually not been involved in the getting of the kit process. <laughs> I haven't gone that far. That's been always covered by my store owner, and they're like, "Yeah, we we've got that part covered." So that part, I've never had to be, I've never had to push a store to like be able to get kits uh, before. So I don't know. Uh, we're not gonna be able to help you on that one, but. Uh, Getting your kit now. You've first thing you got to do is you got to crack that bad boy open and look at the document that's inside. Because with these store tournaments, they have a document provided with all the regulations that you know are going to be uh, are going to be up up the alley of what this event is going to be. You'll need to be prepared to read that and be prepared at the event to enforce it. If you're going to be the judge, the TO organizer, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, you need to be ready to have all that stuff down, almost muscle memory, almost knowing yeah. exactly what, you know, oh, we have this kind of rules problem. Well, that's going to be this. Oh, we have this kind of situation. Well, that's going to be this. Like, you've got to know, you've got to know that stuff inside and out almost because when you because when things come up mid game, you guys are on the clock. Players are on the clock. You don't want to take too much of their game time away by not knowing what that is. Um, I would suggest having, you don't have to print it out. Like I've seen a lot of people print it out and I'm like, that's fine. But that's like a whole Amazon rainforest worth of paper. Uh, Having the rules reference guide or having the core rulebook for Legion readily available to you. I have it on my phone. My phone is attached to me because I'm a millennial. uh, And I can just go to my phone, hit notes, click Star Wars Legion, click the core rulebook, and then I can hit the magnifying glass and just type whatever keyword I want. And it's and that yeah. whole process takes like five seconds. So I can 
figure out what rule I need to find out in less than in like 10 seconds or less. So that's the same as having it on a piece of paper in my hand. Uh, you know, I'm not dissing anyone for going analog, go analog if you want. That's, that's fine. But have some version of the rules readily available to you for when these judge calls come up for when these rule calls come up and then also know the rules of the event and how those regulations need to be because there are different like regulations for what the structure looks like based on how many players show up this time around so that's one thing that you definitely need to check out and look at and say well we've got this many players so we've got to do this structure of event and i know that that and it escalates so you've got to find out okay do we want to host this version or do we want to host this version that will have more people less people uh that'll be one day it might have to be two days based on how many people we have you've kind of got to pick and choose going from there so uh there's a lot of this and you know and then based on how many people you have you've got to decide can we accommodate for that kind of space in our store do we have that many tables? Like you said earlier, Paul, like suggesting yeah. people offer up tables. You know, if you don't have enough tables, ask your player group. Like, yo, anyone who's already registered to show up, can you bring a table? Could you bring two tables? I mean, two tables might be a lot for some people, but uh, can, <laughs> yeah. you bring a t- can you bring a table? Can you contribute a table? And I'm like, I'm only slightly worried about that at the Game Haven. But because it's such a small store, I don't even know if we have enough tape, not like game tables. I don't even know if we have enough physical tables to be able yeah. to hold all the people. But I think we're going to be good. And I think we've got all the tables accounted for. I might be bringing three tables to that event if I can get enough terrain done. We will see. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll find out. I, I know that everyone, I, some of the other players in there overheard that we were maybe looking at table issues and some of the other players that are already signed up for the event or that are going to be signed up for the event have started working on terrain that they like they're planning on bringing a map now and i'm like okay so we're we're going to be fine definitely communicate with the players uh if you're struggling with that kind of like on that side of it you'll be surprised there's a lot of people who are willing to help out and have stuff that you know, they could come in and help out and bring to the store, set up a table, whatever it might be. Yep. Um, let me think. Organizers, I think the only other thing that I wanted to touch on was if you didn't have if like if you didn't have something and I mean this just goes with the the tables. If you don't have something, if you're still missing something and it's critical just reach out to the community and talk with them and say, Hey, we're missing this. Hey, we need this. You know, that's going to be, or talk to your, I mean, if it's something that your game store owner can, can, can solve, you know, talk to them, you know, this is all just talking things out until you figure out like what you're missing, how we can accommodate for that and how we can bring the event together, how we can make that possible. So yeah, a lot of it I would say is just, you know, do your homework as far as reading and then make sure that everyone's on the same page when it comes to setting this event up. Oh, uh, I know what I know one I was going to say. Um, make sure you get registration like a month in advance. Okay? Because, like, make sure you can register, for, like, make sure you can register, pre register for this event and that you're advertising this event at least a month in advance. If yeah. your event is in two weeks and there's been no advertising for it, like, good luck. Sorry. 
But um, otherwise, you know, if you've got an event that's in, you know, we've advertised one of them that was going to be in October, you know, that's sure. Start advertising for that now. Like that gives people plenty of time to plan. You know, there are a lot of people that like to plan their, you know, months in advance because they're like, oh, I got this going on later. And oh, I know I got this coming up, you know. As the sooner you can push out that registration, probably the better because yes. that, and it also gives you and your store owners an idea of how many people they're going to be accommodating. Like, Oh, we just left. This as open registration and we got 32 people signed up. So now we got to make this a 32 person event or we got to tell 16 people to F off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I didn't want to handle that, but uh, you want to be, yeah. Keep in mind when you're doing registration of like, how many people you're looking at it, that will help you plan for the store, like for the event. Once you, once you do that, I would even maybe consider setting a player cap like, Hey, we're yeah. going to have it like uh, ahead of time. Don't, don't just do what I said. Like, don't just leave it open. Don't like in that example, I was like, Oh, we just left it open. And now we got this many people like, don't leave it open, like pick a level. And most people I think are going to pick the 16 level. Because yeah. I think the 32 level is when it immediately goes up to a two-day event. So if you're wanting to keep this like a one-day event, you might just need to cap it at 16. Yeah, I think most are going to probably cap it at that 16 level. Which I think is fine. I think that's a nice sweet spot. I like where that is. So Anyway, I think I think that's pretty much going to... I mean, Paul, unless you've got anything else from that, from that side no. of like, the organizer standpoint. Yeah, no, I think you you touched on a lot of it. There's a there's a lot that can go into an event, or a lot that does go into an event. So yeah, I mean, I would encourage whatever level you're willing to help with is great. Um, like I said, even if it's just uh, you know set up or tear down the day of, like just helping put terrains of tables you know, tables of terrain away or setting them up at the beginning of the day or even just getting them to the table. You know, like there's yeah. there's all kinds of stuff that you can do uh, to help out. Um, and, and like you said, a lot of that planning stage um, can, can go undone sometimes, especially in stores where, right, like if you got the owner, he's the only one there, she's the only one there, and there's also magic going on. And there's also, you know, there's all these other game systems that go on constantly, and this is just another one of those things. So um, anything that you can take off of their plate, I, I have not run into um, very many store owners or people who run stores that are not willing to accept help in any way, shape, or form. So, so yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think otherwise uh, we'll just quickly run through these uh, events one more time that are coming up. Um, coming up first in June, Tista Minis in Canada. At least I'm fairly certain it's in Canada. Uh, June 24th, that should be coming up the week this episode drops. So if you're in the Canada, I was going to say in the Canada area. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's a pretty big area. <laughs> that's a quite large area. Reach out to Zenga and figure out where that's going to be because, uh, that's going to be, but, but I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. then we got here in the Midwest of the U S of a atomic comics in Muncie, Indiana, that is coming up on July 15th. Which is going to be $25, which is going to include your pizza, chips, and drink lunch, which is super well appreciated. And then mm -hmm. July 29th, we've also got the Game Havens event in Dayton, Ohio. 
and then looking way down the line, if none of that really works for you, there's always the Michigan GT. And that's going to be the two-day event of a 32-player event because, you know, like I said, that's where the, like, that's where some of that capping is coming into tr- into play. Like, hey, 32 players, let's cap it right now and make it a two-day event. We can do that now, uh, which will be a world qualifier. That's in Lansing, Michigan. That's going to be October 7th and 8th. So if you're looking to plan anything out, you want to, you know, maybe th- this talk has got you a little excited. Or you want to go to some kind of event. You want to make something happen. There you go. Find out. Find out if your store is doing any events. Uh, or if you can get involved and help with that, if you can help with registration, or if you just want to get signed up and go play, like if that event's already going on and they've got everyone and you're, and you know, there's nothing really for you to jump in and do, you can always jump in and play. Yeah. So just to get you, get you excited for tournament season, being back open. And as much as we love to call ourselves casual players, Paul, I love these events. I love going to these because we just meet so many fun people and we have such a dice time. Yeah, I love going to events, having just one day where I can go and play, you know, a few games and get some reps in uh, is always a good time. So, All right, well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it there. I hope everyone had a dice time listening to us today, and I hope you go out and check out some of your store events and things that are going on of that nature. And uh, go play with these new points. Check those out because they're going to be super fun. Uh, I, I know my list got cheaper and that means I'm more excited to play Legion because now I get to put more stuff in my list absolutely until next time I'm Ben Jetron I'm Paul Watson go out and make today even better have a good night <laughs>